0: Hi, hey, hello everybody, FPL Teacher here, bringing you West Ham 2 Everton 0. The relatively straightforward win here saw West Ham deliver under pressure, really. And we will look at how exactly they did it, what surprises they sprang, and what Everton did as their final throw of the dice before Frank Lampard's sacking. David Moyes was very brave here, redeploying his 3-4-2-1 formation, sacrificing Thomas Suchek in the process. This meant that Lucas Paqueta in central midfield once again became playmaker, but he this time had Said Benrahma on the left side rejoining him after experimenting with Pablo Fornals for the last 2-3 game weeks. Usually when you play 3 at the back, You don't do it based on your wingbacks like Chelsea did in 2016-17 under Conte. Instead, you require a dynamic midfield duo to serve as your platform in order to spring forward and launch attacks through your wingbacks as well as your unpredictable forwards. The question really was whether Paqueta and Rice were good enough to carry this role. The missing piece of the jigsaw puzzle perhaps is new signing Danny Ings. West Ham showed a lot of industry and tactical news on the ball with Paqueta drifting from flank to flank. But these overloads very rarely resulted in penetrative runs behind the defence because Antonio is a player that likes to play with his back to goal if not waiting at the far post. And at the same time, their wide forwards Bowen and Benrama, are more playmakers rather than wingers who run past fullbacks. So really, the stars of the show, for West Ham at least, were their wingbacks who generated a lot of corners and the nature of the contest was such that their formations were mirrored by Everton's and majority of their chances were either shots from range or from set pieces. Things got really interesting in the second half, especially when West Ham were 1-0 up because on the counter, West Ham are devastating. So the question, at least for FPL purposes, it's always whether we can identify games where West Ham would take the lead, where they would take advantage of slow starters and then hit teams on the counter through Bowen or otherwise. The 3-2-4-1 formation here actually favours counter-attacks compared to their usual 4-2-3-1 simply because their wing-backs, Emerson in particular, on the left side, has a ton of pace to burn. While At the same time, Declan Rice's underrated ability of making tackles through his counter-pressing at the right time can actually win the ball in really good positions. Twice he hit the post in the closing stages of the second half and really... We are just waiting for a goal-scoring purple patch from the midfielder, as he has shown a real ability to hit the bottom corner, or at least aim for it consistently well. So really, just to put it out there, Jared Bowen is not completely ignored at all. It's, the only difference is that Bowen's chances are produced individually on the counter where he would be up there alongside Antonio, whereas Emerson as well as Declan Rice on the left side will continue to work alongside Danny Ings or Antonio up front to create chances. Everton, under Frank Lampard for the last time, retained their 3-4-2-1 formation that revolved around Geyer and Onana running things in midfield. They did so relatively successfully, especially when Onana did not run out of position. So the question was whether they could utilize their time on the ball considering that Onana was not joined by Iwo in central midfield. The answer, disappointingly, was a sad no, as Iwobi was permanently stuck in attacking midfield, bogged down by West Ham's defensive unit. At the same time, the Murray Grade, usually the player in charge of their acceleration into the left half spaces, could not find the gaps required for Onana to find him in this case, perhaps due to predictability. But at the same time, they were missing a crucial ingredient on the right side. Anthony Gordon, now at Newcastle. So in the second half, Frank Lampard took the brakes off really, and he brought both wing backs off for wingers. He shifted Iwobi essentially to right wing back, and really what matters was that they failed to lock down the right side whenever they lost the ball. And the biggest issue was that they just couldn't find that final through ball into the penalty area where they would score. So we've seen managers throw caution to the wind before by playing attackers in defensive positions. Wingers can play at fullback, defensive midfielders can play at centre-back, and the issue with Lampard here was that his substitutions were supposed to enable certain attackers moving forward by shifting Iwobi to right wing-back when his best skill set was actually in deep central midfield. It basically made all of Everton's midfield stuck in precisely the zones that West Ham wanted them. The substitutes that were brought on, such as Tom Davis, are known for bursting into half spaces, which exactly fits into West Ham's three-at-the-back formation because their outside centre-backs can aggressively shut down those very half spaces. Now, the obvious FPL thing to do, really, is to wait and see, especially considering how Sean Dyche operates. We know that a majority of these attacking midfielders will not see the light of day considering his tendencies. And the question really comes down to the reliable route to goal because we know how injury-prone DCL can be. And really, at this stage, it just comes down to whether defensive stoutness is enough to survive in the Premier League? Or does Daesh have to take more risks by working with an old boy like Dwight McNeil just to bring some unpredictability to future matches? This game week was a little bit special because of the sheer number of relegation 6-pointers on display. Especially combined with their loan ownership in FPL itself, really this match had all the ingredients for El Sekiko this season. The difference between this match and the United Spurs match last season though, is that this time round we've had a lot more managers being replaced prior to this game already. So the question really comes down to whether you truly trust new manager bounds with Sean imminently coming in for Everton, because when you Analyze their future matches coming up A lot of their opponents really Have new managers installed Already anyway So it remains to be seen Whether new manager bounds Will work against new managers Intriguing indeed The relegation 6 pointer Reviews are over and we will talk About Crystal Palace nil, Newcastle nil Up next